Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Thax, the gentleman adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. And you have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk, oh, probably about steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. Good evening, folks. It's Tuesday night, and you are tuning in to the Texas Steampunk Connection once again. Happy Mardi Gras! Oh, that's right. <laughs> Ash, Ash Tuesday today? It is the fattest of Tuesdays. Fat Tuesday, yep. Fat Tuesday. Yeah. <clears throat> Tonight it's I came drinking, home, right? my wife had a pot of gumbo and some black red beans and rice and uh, po' boys. Wow. And I'm really stuffed. <laughs> it would be wow. too. Good night. That's I amazing. Mean, I really haven't eaten all day. I, I got stuck at work for ten hours. Aww. Mm. So I had a plate of nachos and uh, my homemade nachos and a rum. So we're gonna have fun. <laughs> and congratulations to you, Jack, on this uh, uh, new job opportunity you got this week. Why? Thank you. That it's awesome. I'm very yeah. excited for you. Me too. I Did I miss something? So um, I've been well, in and out. Yeah, uh, issues last job and switched to new job, and all within like a three day period. And so okay. yeah, yeah, fast turnaround. Wow. So, okay. I'm still I'm still dealing with the whiplash. And, <laughs> but this new one's better. This is a this it's, is good. It's a lot better in a way in different ways. So my drive time is not better. Uh, it is further away, and I have to drive like <clears throat> North Austin versus like out in the boonies to go home, which is really nice because I'm always driving the opposite direction of uh, travel. Now I'm driving with the tra- with the traffic, so <laughs> oh no! But I am getting paid a little better, and there's not as many people to deal with at this current one at the smaller company. So okay, it once I get everything capped off, <clears throat> keep all the plates spinning. So once you get into the groove. Get in the groove. Yeah. And I just well, make sure it goes off my groove or I throw them out a window. Defenestration. <laughs> Defen- uh, defenestration. Defenestration. It's the oh, yeah, best word for, for anything. <laughs> I just want to be love- able to use that on a daily basis. The first time I heard it, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. What is that? I'm like, it's throwing somebody out a window. I mean, it sounds like you're gutting somebody it's, or something. Yeah, like, it's bad. Just, like taking a fish hook and just going like this with them. That's not what it means. <laughs> it sounds horrible. That's, 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 that's something else. There's no word for that. And there's been like two defenestrations of Prague or something. They like did it twice to city leaders. I mean, at this point in time, it's now it's it's now something you do to leaders you dislike. (laughs) Throw them out a window. It's it's like France keeps threatening to bring out the freaking head choppy thing again, and then you have you Prague sitting here going to throw you out a window. Every 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 country's got its thing. Well, I heard one time that part of the reason that France finally paved over. The, the, the streets in the city center it's because the cobblestones were handy weapons. Oh, yeah. They, they sure. kept getting pried up every time. And the French <clears throat> love to protest. They are amazing at protests. And they kept, I, that's a story I heard is they kept prying up the cobbles and throwing them at soldiers. And so that's what prompted them to finally pave everything over and get rid of the cobblestones. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Fat Tuesday steampunk jewelry? How's that work? Is it like fat oh, Lord. steampunk jewelry or something? Masks with gears on them? Yes, 
shout out to uh, Lawrence and Rita who have already joined us. Um, we always enjoy having company. We know we know Lawrence and Rita will always be with us. Yes, <laughs> and we appreciate that very much. Ooh, oh, send it to us here. We have a link. The I heard that. That's familiar. Oh, I like that. That's pretty. Those are pretty. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, Mardi Gras like, colors with the okay. Gold and brass, bronzy with Mardi Gras colors. That's yeah. really festive. I would wear those. I like the one on the end. Yeah, like I'm not usually into square jewelry, but that thing looks really cool. That's really pretty. Hmm. Like a nifty like not a keychain, but something to have as a cord hanging off of something of yours. Yeah. Like a shoulder. You know, I like it. I don't know. Hmm. Bax would probably wear it as like a, a pin. Like a, you know, <laughs> I don't know. That sentence kind of trailed off there at the <laughs> end. <laughs> kind of ran out of steam. <clears throat> I'm still trying to get to the link. Oh, did you not get there yet? No. because He needs a new computer. Which we've I, been talking oh, about. I do. I need a new computer. <laughs> he needs to stop borrowing one. <clears throat> Are you on a laptop oh, or a PC? I'm on a laptop that I steal from work. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, those are never good. I'm sorry. I, I just ran into something else I love that I meant I was meaning to share with people. If y'all run Chrome and y'all really hate blindingly white pages, like... You know, Wikipedia, for one, that never changes color, or a lot of Google websites that don't ever change color. A wonderful little add-on you can get into Chrome called Dark Reader, and it basically flips the colors. So everything's black. So now <laughs> I'm not being blinded while trying to watch this. And my, you know, It's the difference between this and this. It's so much nicer. I anyway. usually have dark mode turned on for everything. Yeah, but the dark mode doesn't yeah. work on everything. It doesn't this, work this on everything. Everywhere yeah. else, dark mode doesn't. So... Okay. Those of you who uh, are, you know, <clears throat> impressed with technology or need that in your life, <laughs> that's the piece of technology I have found that has been very happy with my eyeballs. Duly noted. <sighs> I know it's not steampunk, but hey. it's like putting your welding goggles on. <laughs> we can make it steampunk. We'll figure out how. So, uh, what are we drinking water. tonight? <clears throat> I'm on my usual, my apothic. Yeah, apothic red. I'm not. I'm not. I can get it delivered from Walgreens. So. Ooh, airdropped <laughs> from Walgreens. I need it. Stevenson's on, sir. Hello. What's up? I'm sure Thax has something interesting to drink tonight, though. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what is what fancy what? drink? It's a hurricane, just oh, like ah, in New Orleans. Oh, hurricanes! I, yeah, no, it's not they, Pat O's, but it'll do. <laughs> Ooh, will it? Yeah, that's why I ended up falling off of my shoes when I left Antoine's that Friday night. Because <laughs> I got one of those big old hurricane slushies oh, yeah. from the naked a hurricane oh, yeah. with the extra shot in it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. Know we almost like overslept and missed the reservation. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Broke those shoes right in half. <laughs> Walking through the French Quarter with no shoes on because they just weren't going to. Yeah, and Matt couldn't carry me. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you weren't the first one to ever do that. No, I'm pretty sure it's. No, that's but I'm lucky normal. I didn't end up with typhus or stepping on something really bad. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, hurricanes, oh, well, the devil. <laughs> the devil is on that Bellhaven We Heavy again. 
Oh, what is that? Man. Like fourteen percent? That that is a <laughs> meal. That is. You know those those ginger beers I was drinking last episode? Mm-hmm. So those are eleven percent. One of those, you're just like, oh wow. man, wow, life is Damn. good. I drank the rest of those this week. I have another one today, and I'm like, oh, they're all gone. <gasps> so we're rolling with the Kraken rum at the moment. Ah. That my brother got me for my, for Christmas, and I'm doing it in my really cool little glass. So <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Although I did make the mistake, I ordered some Shaxbury cider from Total Wine a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't know it. it was a variety pack. I didn't pay attention to what all was in there, and then I got it, and one of the one of the flavors was the yuzu ginger. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll clear the sinuses. I'll tell you that right now. You open it up, and it just yeah, it goes all the way up into your brain. There you it was, go. It was one of those that was oddly interesting, though. I don't know. If it's a little too weird, ginger pairs very well with root beer. It'll tone it down a lot. Well, yeah, that. I, but this was this was a lot of ginger. This was <laughs> so much ginger. Yeah. I came across. Do you guys uh, familiar with uh, Josh Weissman? He's a, a chef that has a YouTube channel. He's actually a professional chef out of Houston. Is he and- the one that like does like the 1950s like dresses up and then like does the thing no that's that's dylan hollis he actually lives in uh bermuda he's living the life man wow uh uh, josh is this goofy long-haired he's very childish (laughs) he's i don't want to call him a kid but he's a kid uh i came across his video for making ginger beer uh non-alcoholic uh in in so much as he's not adding alcohol to the ginger beer but he is fermenting it so i guess there's probably a little but it was interesting and you can easily make it at home i haven't but you know yeah and you know how if you ever so desired to (laughs) it takes a lot of ginger Uh, if if you've ever made like uh uh, kombucha Uh and you make the 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 mother sort of stuff it's it's the same similar process you make what do they call it the ginger bug And then you add some of that to uh, a bottle of uh, sugar, and uh, does even if you're making like simple syrups with ginger, it takes a lot of ginger to cut up. Yeah. So yeah. But once you get it all cut up, oh man, (laughs) a lot of ginger goes really far. I've had kombucha (laughs) once, and it was ah. Fermented teas. I don't know what it is. I want more of them in my life. They're just expensive. (laughs) I did not like the taste. It was the smell, actually, more than anything. Americans have a lot of problems with fermented, but <laughs> it's apparently one of those things that is insanely good for you. That Supposedly. A lot, of, a lot of the places that are blue zones, where, where people live very very healthy for very long periods of time, they're finding a correlation about with the amount of food that they eat that's fermented. And um, like the only thing Americans eat that's fermented are pickles, which we're like the only country in the, in the world that likes pickles, apparently. We're just like, we have this weird unsaid infatuation with pickles. That and can't be. No, the it, North- it is a thing. You go look it up online. Americans have an unhealthy relationship with pickles. I mean, I, I'm not arguing pickles. with you, but I feel like other countries have different kinds of pickle. I mean, it's true. Like I mean, in Korea, they've got, they've got uh, kimchi, which yeah. is pickled, fermented. It's just different. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's funny to read up. and that sort of thing. Oh, in recent years, American yeah. interest in pickles has apparently gone up. I mean, but I mean, even pickle beer now. So that's even and it's going. Really I mean, 
Uh, yeah, my well, one of my advisors, Ashley Bender, she's got a pickle thing. She, yeah, anything pickled, she loves. But she's not helping my point any. Well, but I mean, if you look at like old cookbooks from America from the 17th, oh, yeah. and 18th, and 19th century, even reading Little House on the Prairie, when Ma puts when out dinner, she opens up cucumber. pickles. It's because it grows eight billion cucumbers. So you got to yeah, figure but, out what to do with your cucumbers because you got a billion of them suddenly. Well, I'm you just wondering. Them out, it just causes eight trillion of them next year. <laughs> well, I'm wondering though. It just sounds weird for that just to be a thing here when they didn't start here. That's why I'm yeah. now you're going to make me start reading about pickles. Thanks. So I remember reading. I'll, an I'll prepare a report for the next episode. Okay, fine. Okay, so uh, pickles, uh, uh, kimchi, um, fermented German, German sauerkraut. Yeah, sauerkraut's fantastic. I don't like sauerkraut either. I like dill pickles. That's. <laughs> I like a Reuben sandwich, and the tarter you can make it, the ah, better. Like mm-hmm. you gotta have, you gotta have sauerkraut in your yeah. Reuben sandwich. You oh, have sauerkraut that hits that points right behind your See, jawline now, that that's makes you like tense up oh. so bad, it makes no. your jaw lock. Yeah, you gotta have <laughs> that. The nope. harder you make your jaw lock, the better that stuff is. <laughs> <clears throat> Gotta be like a freaking a freaking what, what what locks their jaw when it bites down? I can't remember. Outside of like alligators, crocodiles. I, I guess oh, so. Yeah, turtle. yeah, like something that makes you can't let go because it's locked down because it's so sour. It's just nope. Ah, uh, I like dill pickles and all. I do like olives though. For olives, all mm-hmm. yeah, olives of any form and variety. I will take. You're a martini girl. I can tell. Yes, and a Bloody Mary with some olives in it. Ooh, although I did try a new drink last week that my, again, Ashley Bender, she um, had when we met it up at Harvest House, a Michelada. Micheladas are good. I've never had before. It was so good. Really? Yes. It's a great thing to do with crappy beer. Yeah, yeah. they used a uh, Tecate and uh, the mix, and <laughs> it was all fancy with lemon and lime in it. Really well it. Yeah. He put all sorts of fancy stuff, and there was the you know the salt around the. Oh God, it was good. It was so yeah. good. Yeah. And you know, uh, if if you're uh, if you're not uh, an alcohol drinker, if you're trying to you know, you're 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 driving home or whatever, you can make that with with alcohol free beer, and it will be just the same. You won't notice the difference. Hmm. <clears throat> okay, I'll keep that in mind. If if that's uh, you know a, a value information to anybody. <laughs> no, it is. That's because it was just a really good taste. It was like really refreshing, and because it was a one of the warmer days last week, I think. So yeah, no, it was excellent. So I'm gonna have to get that again. <clears throat> Yum. Well, see. I'm falling down on the job, so I am homeworkless. So. Uh oh. I know I'm not doing my job. Please don't fire me. <laughs> yeah, there's so much, so many things happening right now. Uh, we can start talking about uh, what we're what what to watch. Because uh, new new shows or new seasons of shows are, are coming out. Um, I just got finished rewatching uh, Shadow and Bone because a new season is coming out next month. I wanted to be ready for it. Um, what is it? Uh, uh, Carnival Row. Yes, it's, it's dropped already on... started. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. Season. Yeah, it dropped on the seventeenth. It started on the seventeenth, so I need to I need to rewatch the first season. You know what's really it's been sad? So long. <laughs> we tried to start the Nevers last night. It's no um, longer on on the internet. It was on Tubi. It's supposed to come back in March on Tubi, I think. But oh. the schedule was so whacked out that I couldn't. And yeah. apparently, there's no convenient way to record it, and it was all at weird. Yeah. So yeah, we were trying to figure that out. So we've You're been watching to... a lot of uh, his dark materials. We're we're getting close yeah. to on that. I think is the that... Nevers is going to be one of those you're going to have to buy it off of Amazon if it's on there. 
I think you can buy it now on DVD or Blu-ray. The whole thing, like uh, all. Of- I don't know about the including you'll, the you'll missing to, episodes. You'll have to do a little research. I'm not sure. Never, because it was just the one season, right? But it was 12 episodes total. Right, including uh, the last three that never were never shown before. Nope. Amazon has six episodes that you can get mm-hmm. for 22 bucks for six episodes. Come on. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where we are right now with that. That HBO man. That's crazy because I bought an entire. I bought. Like twenty-four episode seasons of some things for twenty-five bucks. Twenty-two for six episodes is bonkers. Well, it's brand new. You know, give it a few months. Yeah, I mean, twenty twenty-one though. I mean, I get whole seasons of shows for six dollars at half-price books now. If they're yeah. old enough. <laughs> well, this is first. This is the streaming. This isn't the DVDs. Oh. Yeah, that's the streaming. I don't have a DVD player. I haven't in a long time. I got hooked into the. I saw it a VHS player. I, yeah, I haven't had one of those in a very long time. Yeah, I have a couple yeah. VHS tapes I'm going to have to figure out how to, like, transpose stuff off of. Yeah, I think the last VCR, I left it with my second husband when I left him. <laughs> so that, was, that was a very long time ago. You can keep the VCR! <laughs> but I, I read that the Nevers is going to play again March 1st through 3rd. Yeah, Tubi's going to air it again, but the scheduling is weird, and they're they're like cramming commercials in there too. Yep. So I have, yeah, I'll have to figure out how to. So, what was on HBO that you were telling us we needed to watch? Me or? Yeah, you. The never. I was just talking about the Disney okay, Channel. Okay, because I thought there might have been something else. <clears throat> um, she's been trying to watch uh, uh, Strange World. Strange World, I still haven't watched <laughs> on Disney. Uh, yes. I haven't watched it either, but man, it looks really cool. It does. <laughs> But every time I think about it, it's usually an hour before this, before we get, before we go home. <laughs> and also, I've been watching a lot of familiar stuff that I don't have that doesn't require a lot of fresh thought. I just finished a Buffy Angel rewatch, so I believe you know. the Mandalorian drops soon as well. Yeah, that one's and coming out soon like, too. Bad Batch is already out, and hell, there's a lot of there's a lot of good TV coming. Yeah, as well, because we're kind of. We kind of sitting around yesterday because Cody was at a friend's house. We're like, "What are we gonna watch?" He's not in the yeah. house. We can watch. We can watch something gory, and uh, <clears throat> we ended up watching the Old Guard because I didn't actually get to see that. Um, oh, the so, um, yeah, the Charlie's there. Yeah, so they're making it's really a funny to it. how really that show yes was written. My, my best friend and I. Hey, it's fine. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Puppy. She's stuck at the top of the stairs and thinking from the stairs. She can't go downstairs right now. But my friend and I wrote a wrote a uh, a series of short stories about a character very much in the same position as Charlie Theron in the Old Guards. I'm watching this, going, "Who read our notes?" <laughs> and it's oh, no. amazing because also about the same time period we were writing uh, together on some stuff that came out to be very similar to the Avatar or Avatar the movie, not the Airbender, but the other one. The James, and, yeah, yeah, and so we're like, this is who's who really is stealing our notes. Uh, it's one of those things if you're almost like afraid to write it down because then it goes into like the human consciousness, like, <clears throat> consciousness, and someone's making money on my my ideas. But uh, I know it's not original now as an older person, but when you're like 16, you're writing this stuff, going, "Hey, who's taking my stuff?" Um, old guard. It looks like there is a sequel, and it's already it's already in the go. Finished photography. It should be oh, out wow. this year. Yeah. Um, they greenlit. Uh, yeah. There was a yeah. Filming was disrupted temporarily in August of 2022, but the filming is done. 
So it should be out this year. Yeah, no, that was Charlize Theron is just she's excellent. She's yeah, so good. She's think- just so good as does an action. Oh, yeah! I'm very happy that they decided to make her an action star. I was She's really part of everyone having to be under 25. Well, you know what happened to her with the Mad Max, right? Don't you? With Furiosa, uh, they're I, making a prequel. Oh, she's been replaced with a younger model. Of course, to play that. Yeah. Oh no! They Which decided to do a prequel. Aaron is the woman to play it. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, Give they her another. <laughs> Mm, nope, I they decided that. to make a prequel and they got rid of her and they've got a younger actress in there to play her instead of just making a sequel for Furiosa. Yeah, and she was, yeah, not well pleased. So, but then she got old guard and everybody was so excited yeah, about everybody's that. Everybody's like, nope, this is her thing still. And she is, is she a vampire? Is she just an immortal? Yeah. Is this the new She's, Highlander? I'd be okay with that. Yeah, this the is story was so good. The whole yeah. Highlander idea. Yeah, the story was so good. Oh, I loved it. I'm going to have to watch that again, With her just wandering around through history doing weird stuff. (laughs) That that was kind of my character that we came up with together. It was just a character that just ended up at different points in history doing important stuff and important battles and living it from the perspective where then later she's in the modern day and having to, like, (laughs) explain this to, you know, the Nazis why she's alive for so long because she got caught in World War II. And, uh, yeah, it it was a fun thing. Yeah, it was really good. It was a lot of fun. I think the action scenes were done well. The story yeah. was really excellent. And the love stories were, yeah, it was just. Yeah, it was very well done. That's a very, yeah. not exactly steampunk, but it definitely no, fit the whole like, alternate history idea. Yeah, the alternate history. And like I said, you know, who doesn't, well, I was going to say, who doesn't love a badass female lead? But Some the internet do, says apparently. a lot of people don't. <laughs> I appreciate it. They're not even part of the market. That's silly. <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't know how you can not look at her and just be like. Apparently I was told that if I had, if I had a chance to go for it. <laughs> oh, is she on your list? Yeah. No, no, no. More like this. Lex came up and said, if you ever had a chance, go for it. And just invite me. <laughs> there you also, go. She's on a date. I'd go on a double date with Charlie Starin and my wife. Okay. We can do this. So. Everybody should be allowed a hall pass. <laughs> Jack, you would you would die. Yeah, yeah. You know I, I would die. Well, technically, my you know my characters. I'm sorry about those dogs all pining over here. No, mom's downstairs. She's not upstairs. Why is she not up here? So Lawrence says, "I wish someone would make Aeronauts Windless into a movie or TV series." Either you guys read that? I didn't. No. Just, yeah, I, I have to look it up on. because I I haven't. Uh, I didn't read it. It's a that Jim Butcher book. Oh, that, yeah. uh, he t- he got his feet wet in the steampunk uh, genre. Yeah, I think Flavio read it. I mean, he was Maybe all about Jim Butcher. I lost my book. I have it around here somewhere, and I was halfway through it years ago when it first came out, and I've been able to find it. I don't think and, I even heard of it. Which is annoying because I really do like Jim Butcher, but I really like his his Harry Dresden series. I've read his other series with the. Um, his other one where everyone else is fantastical, but his main character has no powers. And it was, it felt very, it's like set like in a Roman time period kind of feel to everything. It was good. I wouldn't say it was great to me, but he just does such a great job with his Harry Dresden character. I expected a lot more. And that that's the problem. I think is that with the same one with his steampunk, I was expecting, I don't know, Harry Dresden and, and an airship would have been just, I've would been <laughs> thrilled with that. Just do that. I'll be okay. But, uh, 
Hmm. I got to give it another try because I know he's got like what two or three books in the series now, so it's actually probably it probably pushed itself a bit. Yeah, the Cinder Spires series. Yeah, Cinder Spires. Yeah. And he's got book two right now. I don't know. Wikipedia only lists the first one. Will there be a Cinder Spires book too? Okay, maybe that's the problem. Uh, yeah, there I isn't. Like would have hurt that if a second one had come out. But... Well, this was 2015 when it came out, but yeah. oh wow, I've, had, I've lost that book a long time now. I think someone stole it. Uh, <laughs> I gave it to my brother and forgot about it. So apparently, yeah, the next one's already got a, a title. It's the Olympian Affair, and it's the most hi- second highly anticipated book. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been seven, eight years since the first one came out. So yeah. I know he took a hiatus on the, the Harry Dresden books for a while to help his, I guess, his, his wife to help write books now. And then he decided to go and like, an, like build an RP game and just kind of did a whole bunch of like lecture circuit stuff and stopped writing for about a year or three. And now he's trying to have it come back around and catch up. But I've actually been kind of ignoring it a bit because I don't actually want to read the next book of Harry Dresden right away because I know something big happens and I'm pretty sure someone dies that I like. And I don't want to. Yeah, one of my favorite series, the last book that came out, it's like book 16, came out last August, and yeah, it was one of those where I was 60 pages in, and I'm like, oh no, 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 please no. no. I don't read it, it doesn't happen. And I tweeted about it, and the author retweeted me, and all these people were replying like, oh, just wait, just wait. You're like, no! No, no, no. Uh, They rip your heart out. They know what they're doing. I mean, Harry, like the Harry Dresden, like eight book, eighteen. I think he's trying to write twenty four books, twenty three books of oh the series Lord. before he ends it. So uh, this I'm is not the even um, halfway. Oh boy, <laughs> this yeah. is the October Day series by Sean and McGuire. And yeah, we're up to it's about fairies, though. Like ur- it's an urban fantasy. It's about fairies in the modern world and what they have to deal with. It's really good. They're really, really good books. But yeah, it's she broke my heart with the last one. I may one. have to look that up. That sounds great. They are. They're excellent. How do you spell her name? Because uh, Google Shannon does not. Meyer. S-E-A-N-A-N. Shannon. Sean oh. A-N. The book series is October Day. But um, oh. Shannon. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But Shannon McGuire, under a pseudonym, she also wrote one of the best zombie series that I've ever read. It's the Newsflesh series. Ew. Under her pseudonym, Mira Grant. They were so good. Just, again, rip your heart out. But so good. <laughs> So huh. excellent. Yeah. If you rip your heart out, huh? Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Sounds like yeah. a zombie, zombie Mates story. Makes me cry like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. But see, she's one of those that I've read a bunch of, her, I like the October Day series. I like the News Flesh mm-hmm. series, but a lot, some of her other stuff doesn't really, you know, doesn't really work for me. But the October Day series is good. It is funny. So well, it's speak- not steampunk. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, but speaking no. of zombies, um, has any of y'all been watching The Last of Us? Not yet. I can't watch anything new right now. It's just not. Oh, I'm just not into oh. zombies. It, oh, you're not. Oh, put it this way: it's these zombies zombies are not death. your normal zombies. These are fungus zombies. That fungus zombies. First <laughs> off, secondly, <laughs> they're really not even a pl- like they are. They're a plot tool, not a plot point. They're a plot device, but just yeah, they're they're yeah. but really. It, you're, you're more stuck in the humanity of surviving a post-apocalyptic Because event. the zombies were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yes. And continue to keep making along the way at the least convenient time. <laughs> the zombies but, aren't the important part. <laughs> no, they're really not. And it's, I know it will become more important later because they keep showing like 
imminent stuff. But it's yeah. just like, that means nothing to me right now. I'm <laughs> sure it's going to mean something later. But uh, Did you it, not play the game? No, I haven't played, you never the, played game. the game. Um, okay. I probably will be. Because now that I see everyone posting the whole like, Noticing that season one, you know, season one of Last of Us, everyone who knows what happens in season two of Last of Us when they re-up the series, you know, the whole everyone's just like, Arr! so I know a lot of crap goes down in the season two. There's no um, guarantees. I they can yeah. they can rewrite whatever they want in the on the show. Yeah, but they're following it really closely. That's what I've heard. Yeah, they're following real tight. Like as a far lot. As like it's almost it's almost like they're just following one playthrough of the storyline. Like because you get to have. You get to choose your choose your own language of how you want to answer people, and it gives you a whole other story or a whole other direction in your story. I was but just I, thinking about uh, uh, Shadow and Bone, which I know we've all seen by now. I haven't. It's like it's like the first two books. The next season's almost out. shuffled together, so you get like the the characters from the second book, the characters from the first book at the same time, and, and you're getting like you're getting like just different book one through three characters, and you get book like four through six characters, and they're just shoving them together like this. Yeah, which okay. you know, I, I, I found very good. I, yeah, it was a good I'll stop choice. hiding in old stuff and I'll watch all of this. I, stuff I feel in. like I, I feel like with this one, if they did just one arc, it would be boring. It'd be good, but it would be like that Dune slow vastness, and it'd be way too. Ugh, Dune. It'd only it'd only be good for those people who like that kind of hard sci-fi. But mm. having that having that second having that second plot line thrown in there of like the more goofy characters that going out and doing things that aren't involved in the major arc plot. It's like star Wars. If you ignore the Skywalker plot line um, and have fun down in the nitty gritty of everything else. And that's so how you, you end up with Jar Jar Binks. No, the Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> unfortunately is part of the, the Skywalker <laughs> plot line, but having things like the Mandalorian and the bad batch and, mm-hmm. um, all the tertiary characters that are running around doing all the actual hard work that, you know, of surviving because they're not freaking space wizards. Uh, yeah. All the normal people who have to actually go fight the war and not mm-hmm. die. And Cannon totally normal. Yeah. But, uh, so I, I feel like I'm, I'm looking forward to that series. Um, the next Shadow and Bone episode. Series. Okay, so th- that means I have to watch Shadow and Bone. I have to f- finish watching his dark materials. Yes. I need to watch Strange World. <laughs> Carnival Row. We're, we're going to start Carnival Row here shortly ourselves. So maybe Yeah, we'll I do. Need, I have to rewatch the first season. We'll get on. That, that was like, what, five wagon. years ago? How, when did that premiere? I don't was know. It, it was a pandemic. few years ago. Yeah. It was pre-pandemic, wasn't it? That's uh, why I didn't think it was ever going to come back, because it was... Right. Uh, let me see uh, 2019. Yeah, it was 2019. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so I have no idea. I watched it the first time and I loved it, and then I just, you know, there's too many shows, man. That's the great thing about ADHD. You forget everything. You get to watch it out again the first time. Yeah, that's great when there's one season, but when it's like, say, there's like five seasons that you have to rewatch before you know what's going on. Especially shows that like go several years in between. Like if you're watching the British series, like Luther, you have to wait like two or three years in between seasons. So I don't remember what's happened, except that it was really violent and really crazy. <laughs> you know, you have to watch. Reason to watch the show. <laughs> Luther is excellent, and they're making another season. Idris Elba, so good. 
Lawrence wants to know if Star Trek Borg are classified as steampunk. If Star Trek what? The Borg? The Borg? They're cyberpunk, aren't not they? Not to oh, me. Very I, I would not say they were steampunk. I would say they're cyberpunk. They're more like... <clears throat> we're going to plug your consciousness into a collective computer. I would, Unless you really <laughs> figure out a way to like... Oh, and then we're going to abuse your body as a, as a processor unit. Yeah. Oh, Rita, uh, all the punks are good punks. Yeah. <laughs> I started out with... <laughs> It's just you could make the Borg very steampunk if you wanted. I would do something. No, yeah, you like, could. I mean, it'd be um, like what <laughs> Star Trek by gaslight. I mean, <laughs> gaslighting Star Trek. Oh, <laughs> but uh, actually, the um, oh, uh, Girl Genius did a very interesting version of of like mental mind control that came with mechanics in a very steampunk no. way, and uh, it was like with these murder hornets essentially <laughs> that would like. Basically, if they got to you, then suddenly you're now part of the collective under control of this mad woman. And so, yeah. And it was, you know, basically kind of the whole Queen Bee aspect of things. And uh, it worked out really well. I'm Googling just to see if anybody's done Steampunk Borg. And yeah, it they have. Steampunk <laughs> Borg Queen. There we go. Oh, no. Oh, that is actually... Hang on. Let me toss the... <laughs> That is amazing. Hang on. Where is it? I don't... I'm not logged in, so I'm going to toss it into ours real quick. There. I tossed it into the Facebook chat, because that is really cool, and y'all need to post that there. That, that is amazing. This I'm is the board queen. Pulling it up. It's taking forever. <laughs> Waiting. Wow. That, I told you. I wonder if that was... Okay, that was obviously done in AI, but... That is cool, though. Works very well. Put in the comments. You're killing me. <laughs> Pop it up there. You're killing oh, me, Smalls. Here, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing the buttons. Let's see. I can do it. Oh, not that one. Uh, present. Not slides. What the hell? <laughs> Share screen. What is this? <laughs> this technology is confounding me. <laughs> confounding. It gives me new... Wait, no. Oh, window. Yes, that one. Share. Oh. There we go. <laughs> They've changed the buttons since last time. <laughs> Okay, I'm sharing it. You're, I don't know how to present it any more than that. There we go. There we go. Look at that. That is so cool. Yeah, it's a Reddit. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a link in the... Yeah, uh, it's a deviant below. art. I yeah, think. I've got the link in. And uh, she's an AI art, um, but she's got uh, this huge headpiece that's like bigger than her head. And, uh, and the copper. And... and uh, <clears throat> Oh, it's beautiful. It's definitely a monolithic-looking, scary, scary collective machine behind her in the way, way back. Yeah. Background. Way, way back. There's a very, uh, what was the old movie um, uh, from Germany, 19... Metropolis? Yeah. yeah. It created a race of robots. Yeah. <laughs> a a <laughs> very modern day or, or modern take on Metropolis. Yeah, I mean, cool. if... If it can be steampunked, it was kind of like Rule Thirty Four, <laughs> but with steampunk. If it can be steampunked, somebody has has steampunked yep. it. I mean, they just have. <laughs> it's everywhere. Ghostbusters, the steampunk Ghostbusters was one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Say again. Oh, steampunk Boba Fett. Yeah, steampunk Boba Fett was yeah. definitely one of our best well, friends and favorite people. Yeah, the the yeah. steampunked um, Star Wars, the steampunk Justice League. Yo, yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. We know the steampunk Batman fairly decently too. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, have you, you? We've talked about Gotham by Gaslight before, haven't we? Yes, Gotham yeah. by Gaslight. Yes. I met Dude Vader in Las Vegas. 
Not it's like Chad Vader. Dude Vader. Like Lebowski Vader. Um, that's what he calls himself. Not dude or just Vader. Dude. He's like a, a sort of a steampunk Darth Vader, but he's very wholesome. Yep. Okay, let me look. Dude Vader hero. Okay. He's got an Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, dude Vader hero. I, but he's like a... Okay, I don't know what this is. This is like a a mesh of C-3PO and Darth Vader. What is Yeah, yeah. And he's actually a- used a number of, like, Star Wars toys built into his costume. <laughs> and he, like, he goes to, like, children's hospitals and stuff. And it does a lot of, like, public appearances for kids. Oh, and he had okay. kids, like, give him their Star Wars toys. Oh, wow. Okay. And he builds them into his costume. That is wild. And he's just a cool chill dude <laughs> that's wild that's neat looking though it's really cool yeah it's not it's not just uh it's not your average steampunk oh and he's got dude vader is on his <laughs> on the costume when he's pulling up his wrist it's got dude vader on there that's crazy ah oh, people are so creative i love it I think that's why I liked the steampunking of so many different things because it's taken, you know, that thing that exists and what can you do to make it, you know, to change it up, make it steampunk. And I love that. It's so much yeah. fun. Oh, that, that, uh, I guess that's as good a segue as any into my, my homework, which I did because I have homework. <laughs> what is your homework? Um, so one of the things that I, I've never heard anybody actually come out and say, but, uh, prosthetics oh, are very very common to the steampunk genre mm-hmm. yeah. you see a lot of people who've like built you know steampunk prosthetic arms or what have you yeah um and so it occurred to me as i was watching uh one of my youtube uh maker artist channels uh this girl that the channel was uh nerd forge and usually she's making like fantasy art but uh this uh, last episode, she brought up that she's missing a finger, which I, which was weird. Like I've watched her for over a year and only in the last few videos, I'm like, wait a minute, wait, <laughs> she has another finger. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, she brought it up. Apparently she had had a, uh, 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 an accident with a circular saw. Yeah. Uh, and lost safety feature, obviously lost, uh, <laughs> uh, most of her pinky. And she's got this scar that runs down her uh, her hand, which I thought was interesting because my father lost the use of most of his hand the exact same way. Duh. Uh, that's not the story. The story is, this episode, she's like, I'm going to make myself a finger. <laughs> well? Uh, because uh, thanks to 3D printing and the powers of the internet, making, uh, get getting... Uh, prosthetics for lost limbs is no longer, you know, a, a hugely expensive thing that you'd have to uh, buy from from professional. You can try and make one yourself. Yeah, you can get some pretty chunks for one. Yeah. So that got me thinking. You know that that's cool if you're missing a finger, but I have all my fingers. <laughs> but do I have enough fingers? <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's where I came across. Uh, this uh, artist engineer in uh, the UK who has developed a prosthetic thumb, not to replace a thumb, to add another thumb. <laughs> no. 
Yep. The screen printed third thumb. Is uh, it functional? Let, let me let me uh, <laughs> let me see if I can let me uh, put this on my. I don't know. That's for your forehead. <laughs> How do I add to, add my screen to this? You go down there where it says present. 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 And you hit share screen. Yes. And then you follow the instructions. <laughs> Um, maybe that one. Yeah. Okay. Did it work? Did it work? Oh. Oh. Ah. <laughs> no, we're oh, there we go. Now, there's a number of ad- articles about this, but uh, formlabs.com has got one where it shows pictures of of her thumb, or you know, uh, evolutions of the the thumb that she's creating that fits on your hand on the other side of your pinky. That's. And it go. is totally uh, functional in that it it uh, it bends in all the ways the thumb bends, which is pretty complicated. Uh, and she's got like videos here uh, of of them being yeah, used. The guitar. I'm not going to play the sound, but you can see like it it moves. Wait, Okay, wait a minute. That says controlled by the feet. Yes, she's got a control on each one of your large toes. Oh my god! <laughs> this sounds really complicated. Next to your toes, and a Bluetooth uh, sends and receives the messages. Oh my god! So that wow. you can move your thumb your with your toes. <laughs> I can see this being a problem later. <laughs> Drop the gun! I can't. My feet are stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so as long as you never lose a toe, oh you'll be all right. God. Well, now if we lose a toe, I'm pretty sure we can replace it. <laughs> um, you just have to squeeze your butt or something. I was gonna say, what if you do if you lose your? That's you wild. Punch the butt to make your toe work. I don't think I have the coordination for that. You learn. It'd be amazing how actually you learn. Uh, you clearly fact, never seen me trying to walk a straight line before. I have no coordination. <laughs> so she made this thumb just as like her her uh, 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 college. Uh, that was a senior project. Yeah, her senior project, um, but it has it has gone much further than that. She's from the uh, Royal College of Art in London, and uh, so after she made this, some some scientists reached out to her and said they would like her involved in this study where they study brain development of of uh, the people that are that are utilizing this thumb and how the brain changes. It's map of the human body to accommodate the thumb. Yep. And so within like the course of a week, your brain starts treating the thumb like another part of your body. Like people can use it without their eyes open. They did. They just used to where it is and can s- sort of visualize, feel where the thumb should be. And they use it that way. And There's so like happy feedback with the, with the strap too. So, you know, like you can feel pressure. So your body sure, I'm sure that's true. Uh, and there, there are other articles more about that part of the, the design and, and how your brain changes to accommodate this additional appendage. <laughs> uh, I thought that was crazy. That's, that's super, super fun, and I want one. That's wild. And, and I want a steampunk one, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> look, look how many glasses of wine I can carry. <laughs> right up some of our alley right there oh no that's crazy 
So wow, and uh, she has her own website. She's gone on. I'm not sure if this, depending on what site you read, I'm not sure if she made these before or after. But she has built other prosthetics for. She's the one that did, yeah, she's the one that did that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's what freaky was... deaky. She's the one that did the the the, the, the octopus tentacles. Tentacle. Yeah, which is the one yeah, I've she, seen more recently. She has built a, a prosthetic for uh, someone who had, who needed a prosthetic, not like an extra thumb, but uh, someone who had lost an arm, and uh, I guess it's made out of. Uh, composite materials you know she's she's an artist but why stop there she made that prosthetic arm into a tentacle (laughs) yes that is because why not because you can have a a prehensile tentacle for an arm you know why not why not (laughs) i just okay so yeah yeah that's that's what I wanted to bring to the table today. <laughs> it's the second variant. You see, that says Vine 2.0. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure it goes through prototypes and, and oh, yeah. development. Uh, but yeah, uh, as I was saying earlier today with you guys on, on text, wh- don't you need another thumb? Yep. <laughs> I never really thought about it. I know that. I do. <laughs> Oh, it's interesting. That's steampunk after dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing how well cyberpunk and steampunk really roll almost hand in hand in a lot of ways because they kind of go through the same deal of body modifications is very apparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very and, and not really tab like, okay, it's taboo for steampunk to a degree, but it's also been like there's been a lot of like the Civil War, we had a lot of people who, who got mm-hmm. made. We had a lot of wars where people actually lost limbs, and it was a big deal. You usually started surviving mm-hmm. these type of injuries now because medical technology started getting good enough, I think, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so you didn't just bleed out to death when you got something lobbed off by a sword or an axe. We actually could like, keep you alive long enough to, to have that heal over now. So it became apparent we needed this technology. Oh yeah, and I, I've heard stories about uh, World War One of yeah. uh, gents coming back from the war look completely mangled and uh, yeah, in pieces. Um, yeah, and, and well, uh, society shunned them at that point because they yeah. they were just so horrible to look at. Well, and that's I mean in steampunk especially because um like uh Nizi Shaw's Everfair takes place in the Belgian Congo where in historically speaking the people who were being forced to work the the rubber tree plantations, they were subjected to um, punitive amputations. If you tried to run away, you'd get something amputated. So in Everfair, the people that are that are fleeing, the fugitives and the rebels, they're crafting clockwork prosthetics for themselves. And that's what gives them back a measure of their freedom and, you know, their confidence that they're able to fight back. And yeah, all of these, you know, these escaped, you know, enslaved plantation workers are being given these amazing clockwork prosthetics. So it's, it's an aspect of steampunk that's always interested me. Um, And in Jeannie Lynn's uh, gunpowder, um, gunpowder samurai series there's a woman who she was a she had had bound feet she was a chinese woman whose feet were bound from the time she was young so she couldn't walk properly and so um the female the heroine of the novels the female is an inventor she makes her clockwork legs 
from the, that yeah from the knee down and they're like and they're springy <laughs> they're so cool so that she can she's because the woman is a bandit queen and so yeah gotcha. she makes her these amazing clockwork uh legs so that she can get around and the way it's described it sounds like the prosthetics that um you see with the runners oh yeah the, now, the big like the blades like you took up yeah 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 they're like the blades yeah, like car spring and turn it into a, yes. a, a like joint. Yeah, that's what they're like. But they're you know very they're Chinese and and steampunk and the yeah it's super cool. So that's always been one of my favorite parts of steampunk is you know taking that thing and grafting something that's going to help you function, but it also looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, the the word um oh the word just left me now that I wanted to say it um something that means you know efficient and yet pretty. And that's something that's very much the steampunk motif. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's not just. Yeah. It's not just. It's not ugly and efficient, but you can do something that is. It's functional, and beautiful on top yeah. of its function. Mm-hmm. It uh, goes a long way. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, yeah. No. I mean, it's a big I'm, part of a lot of steampunk. Now that I think about it, I'm trying to think of all the stuff that I've Clockwork Century series. There's a woman named Lucy who has a prosthetic arm. Even in even in Disenchanted. Um, a lot of the steampunk people in that show had prosthetic pit bits. And so it's, it, it's almost like at some point, even in steampunk, when it becomes accepted enough, it becomes an optional surgery versus um, a necessity. Yeah. Kind of like that's when you start rolling into that kind of the cyberpunk of, you know, what's, what, what, what makes you human if you're more robot than more body machine mods. Than man. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I mean, there's people that are doing things now you can get, mm-hmm. you know, RFID th- or uh, transmitters implanted in your, your hands for, for your credit card or even the security system at your house. You've got it right yep. there, you know, which brings up, you know, the horrors of what if someone wants to get into your home? And, yeah, exactly. You know, that's uh, in your hand. But yeah, I mean, body mods are getting more and more popular just outside mm-hmm. of the usual tattoos and piercings. So yeah. I don't know. We're getting there. Yep. I mean, we have the ability to put a screen under your skin that projects through the, the skin that can be that can show you color video. <clears throat> that and, is wild. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, and it and it hasn't given anybody or the people who've done it, um, and the and the trials have not had any issues with the body re, uh, reacting to it. So yeah, just like okay, <laughs> we're gonna have people with really gnarly tattoos soon. I just want an extra thumb attached to my toes. You <laughs> just want to be able to be grab grab beer with your feet. I get it, man. <laughs> I did see also a, a ring today with a finger attached to it that looks like a real finger. The, the, Where are you finding this stuff? The internet is a horrible place. <laughs> it is. Um, but it, uh, the argument was this is for for criminals who want to, uh, in case they ever get photographed, they could say, look, the hands look screwed up. That's an AI art. That's not really me. Ah. <laughs> uh... That's an oh, interesting way to go about it. I just want yeah, extra but- fingers and thumbs. <laughs> he just wants to be like, ah! <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> What's that? Cthulhu's nightmare! <laughs> God. <laughs> Everyone's grab bag, I don't know. Well, so how ca- how soon can you order your, your prosthetic thumb? Your third thumb? I, I don't know if that's ever going to be, you know... <laughs> can't you do it on both feet? On the, or both on the market, but uh, you might be able to you know, shoes. get a copy of her designs and 3D print one for yourself. I, I don't know. 
I, I honestly don't know. We'll have, have to figure out how to get cool that. To, yeah. Good <sighs> lord. <laughs> before we before we leave out, because I know we're hitting an hour now, uh, mm-hmm. I need to mention that uh, I, I was confronted. No, that's probably a bad word. Um, it was brought to my attention today by our, our guy over at um. Ah, gotta find my notes. Yeah. Association of Ishtar. Uh, his next set of oh, stuff on coming out. Yeah. And I was going to drop his link to his new stuff here. If I can figure out how <laughs> everything's bunching up weirdly on my screen. So yeah, that, that Kickstarter he's promoting hasn't started yet. It starts so, this week, I think. Oh, does it? Okay. It was a cool preview. <laughs> I can get the preview to buy the community standards thing in Facebook getting my way. Go away. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Leave you alone. All right. Well, it will be posted here shortly in the li- in, a, in the uh, chat here for everyone to look at. The word isn't that word. Oh, I also want to remind everybody that uh, uh, the Galveston Steampunk event uh, tickets are on sale. Uh, it's the event is April first, but uh, tickets are on sale now. Uh, I know Johnny Steverson chimed in earlier. Um, he is hosting that event, um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be so good. So get your tickets and uh, get a hotel room while you can. We got uh, our tickets already. Awesome, awesome. Oh, uh, I need to get my tickets. Lawrence and Rita are getting a laser pecker four. <laughs> is, that is, that new, is that the new thumb they're asking for, or is that? Uh... There's so many jokes, and I'm not gonna make them. <laughs> you don't even need to, do you? They make themselves at this point. I I don't know what that is, but I want one. <laughs> it's a dual laser. It is a laser engraver. Mm-hmm. It is not. I'm so disappointed. There had to have been no, a better no, no. way to. It's a laser that. engraver for your prosthetic tentacle. Because <laughs> that's what everyone needs. Ah! <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you couldn't possibly go wrong. Good lord. Uh, Jack, you a laser it? engraver for almost all materials. My what? You know, I, just reading the the, uh, the little promotion for laser pecker. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I guess um. Are we? Let me tell you about our patrons. <laughs> tell you all about our patrons. <laughs> uh, Texas Steampunk Connection is brought to you in part due uh, thanks to. J.R. Seeger's novel, A School for the Great Game. Edwardian teen Elizabeth Bancroft resents being sent to the British India School for Spies. There, Elizabeth will learn the family business of espionage, martial arts, and Tibetan mystical arts. A School for the Great Game is the first in the Steampunk Raj series available on Amazon. Uh, also brought to you by Fair Treasures. Fair Treasures has a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for Renaissance Fair and Steampunk wear, and one-of-a-kind imported jewelry. You can shop Fair Treasures at www.fairwithaneetreasures.com on Etsy. Or I know they're just getting set up for uh, the spring season of Sherwood Forest Fair out in Dade, Texas. So uh, I know Kitty was was watching earlier. Thanks, Kitty, for tuning in. Uh, Check her out at fairtreasures.com. I also want to thank Jenny and Ryan Shaver on our Patreon. And a generous grant from Rita and Lawrence Allen. Um. Also, if you go to Patreon, I've added new tiers. So uh, instead of just uh, buying us a beer, you can be on our list of uh, aeronauts. 
or let us know that you are a captain or uh let's see i've also got a group uh level for uh full steampunk airships if you want to tell <laughs> us about your airship team we will uh talk about you here uh and that's it um from here i i pass this over to our uh founder flavio is there anything else you guys like to add tonight before we we take it out nope i'm good i don't know i think you're full i think i think you're all thumbs here on this one (laughs) (laughs) well thanks everybody for tuning in who's been uh with us live and making comments uh if you're listening to us later also thanks for tuning in we uh stream live every tuesday every other tuesday night at eight o'clock on facebook uh have a good night so, once again, thank you for listening. You can find us again on uh, Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection for any comments, questions, suggestions. If you know of something happening, Steampunk, that's happening soon, we can put it on our calendar, on our Patreon, um, as well as the, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, Steampunk and Weird West related. You can also email us at TexasSteampunkConnection at gmail.com. And we're uh, a streaming podcast, TexasSteampunkConnection.podbean.com. And if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest. <laughs> and although we've made many, many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> you can look for us at TX Steam Connect One oh. on Twitter. I never use it. I never look at it. I don't know. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah, so yeah, once again, thank you very much, and until next time, mind your gauges. Mind your gauges.